African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. This is a very significant historical election. This crisis is still damaging, especially Finnish and European economies very hardly, and that's an important reason to get more and more co- cooperation. And uh, what we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of uh, Tiwonge and uh, Stephen, and also we see Malawi violating its international commitments. Well, the position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting for marine species in particular. African Dialogue, a talk show where we cover anything and everything. Well, good morning once again. This is Benjamin Mushatama. You are listening to Channel Africa, your gateway to Africa and the voice of the African Renaissance. As usual, it's 11 o'clock. Our one-hour program is African Dialogue, where we look at uh, the issues that are taking place on the continent. And uh, today we are looking at a very interesting uh, ritual or activity which takes place, especially in South Africa and Swaziland. We'll be looking at the Reed Dance celebrations in South South Africa, they're taking place this weekend in KwaZulu-Natal, where uh, the Zulus will be gathering for this uh, pivotal occasion, traditional occasion. And we know that in South Africa right now, it's a heritage month. So we'll be looking at that particular subject uh, after uh, this news update. And Musa is standing by. In the headlines, the Dalai Lama refused entry into South Africa for a third time. South Sudanese rights groups demand an international arms embargo on the country. And the UN Security Council reiterates calls for the release of peacekeepers in Golan Heights. Aman Musa, good morning. The Dalai Lama has for the third time been refused entry into South Africa. His South African representative, Naksa Shiodon, has confirmed the individual spiritual leader has cancelled his trip to South Africa. He was to have attended the 14th World Summit on Nobel Peace Laureates in Cape Town in October. Shiodon says the International Relations Department called the office to say the Dalai Lama will not be granted a visa. The summit is an annual gathering and this year's is being arranged by a local organizing committee comprising four South African laureates. South Sudanese rights groups are demanding an international arms embargo for their conflict-wrecked nation. Groups who signed the petition which calls for an immediate comprehensive arms embargo include the country's law society and human rights society. International groups include Amnesty International, Global Witness and Human Rights Watch. Thousands of people have been killed and more than 1.8 million have fled a civil war in the country sparked by a power struggle between President Silvakir and his sect Deputy Rehik Macham. Guns and ammunition from Sudan, one of Africa's top arms manufacturers, have been used by all sides in the conflict. Shipments of arms have also transited through Kenya. 
Meanwhile, flights to the town of Bentiu in South Sudan that were suspended for one week after a helicopter crash have resumed. The UN mission in South Sudan UNMIS grounded all flights to the town in Unity State after the crash of a helicopter in which three Russian crew members died on Tuesday last week. UNMIS acting spokesperson Joseph Kutarez says service to Bentiu resumed on Sunday with a flight from Malakal to an airstrip north of the town. Our weekly flight schedule envisions one regular flight to Bentu Monday through Friday, and then we have various special flights that are scheduled on the basis of need. For example, yesterday, three more flights loaded with food, fuel, and cargo flew from Malakal to Bentu. And, of course, we then also have the regularly scheduled flight for passengers. A Libyan military jet has crashed in the eastern city of Tobruk, resulting in the death of the pilot and four people. The crash came amid fierce clashes in Libya's eastern city of Benghazi between Islamist militiamen and rival forces loyal to General Khalif Haftar. Witnesses say the jet was flying at a low altitude and smoke was billowing out of its engine before it crashed into an apartment block and burst into flames. The UN Security Council has reiterated its call for the immediate and unconditional release of 45 Fijian peacekeepers detained by an armed group in the Golan Heights. The peacekeepers are serving with the UN Disengagement Observer Force deployed to monitor the 1974 accord between Syria and Israel after the 1973 war. The peacekeepers were detained more than a week ago as fighting intensified between armed rebels and Syrian government forces in the Golan Heights. Ambassador Samantha Power of the United States is the president of the Security Council in September. The members of the Security Council again condemned in the strongest terms the detention of 45 Fijian peacekeepers by a Security Council-designated terrorist organization. They reiterated their call for the peacekeepers' immediate and unconditional release. There can never be any justification for attacks on or the detention of UN peacekeepers. Recapping the top stories, the Dalai Lama refused entry into South Africa for a third time. South Sudanese rights groups demand an international arms embargo on the country. And the UN Security Council reiterates calls for the release of peacekeepers in Kulan Heights. Well, thank you very much to Anne Musa for that news update. I'm Benjamin Mushatama. You are listening to African Dialogue right here on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Are you joining us live? If you're streaming us on our website on www.channelafrica.org. And remember that if you're listening to us on our shortwave service, it's on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. And remember, we want you to interact with us during the program. So do send us your your SMSs on plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. That's our SMS number again, plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. Now let's come into today's subject, and today we are looking at uh, something that really highlights South Africa's Heritage Month. Thousands of maidens will be attending uh, the thirtieth edition of the Umkosi Womhlanga, also known as the Reed Dance Celebrations, which will be taking place this coming weekend in South Africa's province of KwaZulu. 
KwaZulu Natal. Now, the Reed Dance celebration can go up to six days and involves various activities, which include singing, dancing, and other activities which are designed to help young Zulu girls to prepare for womanhood. Now, the ritual is also practiced by Swatis in Swaziland, and this year's occasion, King Swati III on Monday used the event to announce his 14th wife. Now, to help us and assist us on this particular subject, we're joined by Prince Tulane Zulu, who speaks on behalf of the Zulu royal family, as well as the spokesperson of KwaZulu-Natal's Department of Arts and Culture, Letugutulam Jali. And also we are joined on the line by um, Mrs. Nomaku Kungobese, who is from the uh, Nomkubulwana Cultural Organization. But let's start with you, Prince, and look at this uh, particular ritual. There's a lot of misunderstanding about the reed dance. Could you help us, uh, uh, Prince Zulu, in terms of defining what is the reed dance? Um, let me greet you and your listeners, uh, uh, Sam. Actually, the reed dance is a, a royal traditional ceremony where thousands of maidens from KZN province and in all other places together, they, they gather to submit uh, 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 the reed dance before the Zulu king. So this is actually done to honor the maidens who have uh, remained pure and uh, also to encourage others, uh, uh, the young women, to, to follow suit. Now the women are, are taught by older women on, uh, on behavioral patterns, and the king will then encourage them uh, and pronounce uh, um, uh, um, uh, wise words to, to make the, the, them uh, future uh, responsible citizens of our country, as you have said. Definitely. In terms of uh, this as a heritage, looking at it from a historical perspective, how did this uh, ritual, Prince Zulu, come about? Come again? How did this ritual actually start? How did it come about? Where did it emerge from? Uh, Okay, I don't know if I understood you well because the line is not good here. Mm. But actually, as as I said... Uh, 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 the, the culture was actually started by His Majesty in 1984, mm. and this, this I may say, it, it is prophetic in nature because the king, when it was started, apart from uh, um, uh, 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 objective that of respect and, and, and grooming the young ones, the king was also talking about the incurable disease that will come eventually, and it became clear that it, it is AIDS that he was talking about that is destroying our nation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in organizing this, uh, it started as a very small uh, 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 thing. Uh, the king uh, started it with uh, uh, using uh, his, his daughters uh, when they were still young in 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, the king was assisted by the, the queens, led by uh, uh, the uh, Queen Mantombi, the one who came from uh, Swaziland, Kingdom of Swaziland. Mm, definitely. Now, now also, mm, you can sorry. carry on. You can carry on, Prince. Carry on. Yes. Uh, also, uh, uh, today, older women of the country and also Amakosi are playing imperative role in supporting the red dance. It has grown now uh, to what it is today, uh, and then. Um, the, the, the government of, of the province, the Department of Arts and Culture, has intervened, uh, um, as well as some other uh, private uh, uh, companies are also supporting. Uh, the support is also given by local government and, and, and private sectors, uh, but the ceremony is too big 
because we, uh, as it is now, we, it, 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 it takes about uh, 50 to, to 55,000 maidens, and uh, it's, it's, it's become a national event, not a provincial event. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Now, now I want to move on to Noma Kukungobese and really look at, uh, is the ritual relevant in contemporary culture? We've seen some people really uh, emphasizing the fact that it does not really fit into the contemporary settings of today's lifestyle. What's your views uh, to that kind of criticism? Yeah, Red uh, uh, Dance uh, Festival is very relevant to our young ones, especially when we look at HIV AIDS. And today the they are crying rape, and all those girls who are undergoing witness inspection, they are secured in many instances because there are some workshops to groom them, uh, a life skill workshop and. Uh, I'm talking about academics now who are still uh, undergoing the very same uh, process of maintaining their, themselves. Because a woman's self-esteem uh, is a long-term thing. Secondly, uh, there are people who always criticize it as if it is uh, abusing a gay child. But because this is our cultural thing, and to me, it, it, it is... It, it's one of African religion, religion uh, rituals, which has made a good impact. Unfortunately, when we look at the statistics in South Africa in terms of HIV-AIDS, uh, um, they are not yet uh, incorporated as those statistics of the people who are negative. And I'm just appealing that when we talk about the impact that these women who are taking... Um, who are taking this initiative um, will be reaching a very high uh, negative statistics in South Africa rather than looking at HIV AIDS and those people who are, who are positive. Definitely. And also, as I mentioned, when we started the program, we also joined by Letugu Tulam Jal, who's the spokesperson of KwaZulu Natal's Department of Arts and Culture. We know that the department, uh, Mr. Mjali, is really much uh, involved in uh, this uh, particular occasion. Why is it important for government to be involved? There are a number of reasons why the, the occasion is important. Number one is the cultural preservation which is quite important and in, in, in the South African context, it is very important if you note where we come from as a country. So, so that's the first part. The other part is the, is the fact that we use the ceremony to fight social ills. I think both Prince Tulani and Umamunuma has, has mentioned that. It's a very important instrument that we use as, 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 a, as a nation, as a society, to, to, to deal with some of the social ills, uh, to be able to assist young, uh, young maidens uh, when they're very young, to, to, to educate them and to, uh, to assist them. But the, there are other uh, new elements that, that have been added by, 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 by His Majesty. Uh, for instance, we, we run career exhibitions uh, during the ceremony. Uh, during the, fest- the festival. The, the career exhibitions are, are designed or geared to assist the young maidens, uh, to assist and empower them with, with opportunities that exist out there. So beyond just the cultural aspect of it, we use it for a range of, of other things. Um, young maidens are taught, uh, are, are made aware of, of, of ways of treating themselves 
ways of carrying themselves, hygienic um, issues. As I, as I speak to you, this year would have a, a health a program where young maidens are taken through how to keep themselves healthy, how to keep themselves fit. So there, there's quite a number of things that uh, such a, a festival, such a, a, a prestigious event presents to, to us as government. So it's quite important for us to, to support it, and, and we're very much behind it, and, and we're very much excited with the growth that continuously occurs. As the, as the Royal Red Dance is, is hosted each and every year, it, it grows in leaps and bounds. And then it's important to us, it's important that we support such an initiative. Well, uh, Prince Zulu, you highlighted that this, this is a massive, massive, big occasion. And uh, I'm sure the logistics are very huge as well. There's a lot of management in, in terms of that. Now, what is involved in terms of putting together such a big event? Um, so much uh, is involved uh, because it, it talks to uh, uh, organizing such a big event, uh, starting from the things that are organized by, by the government um, uh, in the hands of uh, art and culture, as well as organizations by Amakosi, and of course, uh, women, older women who are, are looking after these kids, because it doesn't start uh, at, the, at the ceremony. Actually, the grooming of this child happens at the grassroots level in, in, in districts where uh, more spade, spade work is being done, and then uh, eventually they come here, uh, so in organizing, we also have uh, a security uh, 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 from in the roads where RCI is busy. Uh, the, the police uh, uh, take care of, of, of whatever transport that is going to be used uh, uh, to transport the, the, the maidens, and as well as the security in terms of the SAPS uh, uh, when the, 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 the maidens have arrived. Uh, uh, in the in the palace, so we have also other uh, community members who, who make sure that whatever uh, 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 takes place in the in the in the royal rit- uh, 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 ceremony takes place uh, uh, accordingly. So we have all the the, the eye of the community looking uh, to the progress of 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 of, 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 the, of the of the ceremony, and um, also all the departments. I may say because even the Department of Health is there or well organized to make sure whatever uh, 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 that goes wrong uh, with the maidens, they, 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 are, they are well taken care of in, in terms of, of, of their health. Well, thank you for that uh, particular update. I'm sure there's a lot that's happening there. Now, we have uh, the honor of being joined on the program by Prince Tulani Zulu speaking on behalf of the Zulu royal family as well as uh, uh, Letugutul Amjal, who's a spokesperson of KwaZulu-Natal's Department of Arts and Culture. Joining as well on the conversation is Nomakuku Ngobesa, I should say actually Mama Nomakuku Ngobesa, who's from the Nomku Bulwana Cultural Organization. Now, after this break, I want to look at some of the myths and some of the issues that are brought by uh, bystanders who are looking into this uh, particular uh, read dance celebration. But why do you think that these rituals are important for uh, the maintenance of our own African uh, tradition? Why do you think it's important? Let us know your thoughts by SMSing us on plus two seven eight two three. 
325-905. You can actually also have a conversation with us and respond to us via Twitter. That's at uh, Channel Africa One. We'll be back after this brief break. Well, you are listening to Channel Africa, your gateway to Africa and the voice of the African Renaissance. My name is Benjamin Mushatama. As I mentioned at the beginning of the program that uh, South Africa is celebrating Heritage Month. And you know, when we talk about heritage and contemporary culture in modern life, I know I'm a city boy. I've been raised uh, in an urban setting. Tradition sometimes is something that really is uh, very far-fetched for some of uh, us as young Africans. And I'm sure that uh, this is an interesting conversation for for me and uh, today we are looking at uh, the Reed Dance Celebrations which is uh, a gathering that is uh, taking place this weekend in South Africa and is going to be taking place at the Guazulu uh, Natal province and uh, there we'll see a gathering of thousands and thousands of maidens that will be attending this particular occasion which is very central uh, to really uh, I think a, a passage of, of right for young women uh, in our country and also our continent. Now, coming back to some of the criticisms, maybe I must come back to you, Mama Nomakuku, in terms of uh, a lot of people uh, criticize the event and it say, they say that it puts young women on display and it seems like there are people that have sexualized the occasion. What's your view on those kind of perspectives? I must say that um, when we talk about the constitution of South Africa, all religions and cultures are equal. But besides that, this is our living heritage. When people are interfering with the who we are as Africans in terms of upbringing our own children, I think we have the right as a nation, as a society, to practice those rituals for the sake of our children. And in terms of the fact that, you know, uh, there's a lot of um, criticism, I kind of want to get into this because, you know, you know, like in terms of physically, the, the women are dressed in a particular way and uh, people seem to pervert the whole occasion. Uh, what do you think about those kind of uh, perverted views? I beg your pardon. In terms of, uh, you know, some people really pervert the occasions because uh, the young ladies dress in a particular way and, uh, you know, some people have actually perverted the occasion itself. What's your view in terms of how some uh, aspects of society in South Africa have actually perverted this uh, very sacred occasion? You know, sometimes people want to know more about the sacred, sacredness of this practice. They want to know how do these young, how do old women do virginity inspection? And it's not a matter of virginity inspection. It's a matter of educating young women how to become 
a high self-esteem person in a longer term. <clears throat> but mm. uh, I must say, since the, the revival of Red Dance Festival by our king, uh, there, there's a great impact in terms of minimization of uh, teenage pregnancy. And uh, as we are looking in South Africa, we've got a lot of street kids. And because of what we are doing, because if you are teaching a woman, you are teaching a nation, there is that minimization. And I would like if our government, national government, as much as we look uh, as provincial government, can help in terms of statistics, as I have indicated, that the growth of this festival is tremendous. I know even this year, we are preparing to go there right now, we are busy uh, waiting for buses to take our maidens there. So it is very relevant. I think the whole South Africa must take it into account because we are looking at crime rate. There is a lot of social ills in our community. It's not a matter of abusing, as those people are saying, are abusing. You cannot abuse. You cannot give to your child and you abuse your child. Definitely. And, and Prince Lulu, <laughs> and coming back to you in terms of uh, the link to these particular uh, rituals, in terms of how they affect our social behavior, do you think there's a relationship there? Come again? Yeah, there is a relationship because you are talk- when you talk about socialism, you're talking about people who are misbehaving. Mm-hmm. You know, but because these young uh, maidens are taught how to behave, how to share, it's how we African people used to live. We live communally, you know. Since uh, there is change, social change, where our people have lost their identities, people are so individualistic, but there is hope that in future, maybe in 10 years to come, there will be a, 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 a tremendous social change in terms of behavior of young people. And I would like to stress that boys as well should be the part of it because in our culture there was 50-50 where boys, when they come to puberty, they are taught how to behave, how to propose a girl, how to clean themselves because that is part of hygiene of our lifestyle. Definitely. Uh, uh. And coming to you, Prince uh, Tulane Zulu, as I was trying to assert as well, is that uh, how do you think uh, our heritage and our traditional practices really affect our social behavior and our, and our patterns and how we deal with everyday life? Um, in, 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 in terms of social behavior, moral behavior, it is, it is quite promoted since, you know, it is only through this culture, apart from church, and uh, that uh, that young men, young women are recognized and, and are highly appreciated for staying pure. Now this makes them pride, and we cannot hide it that uh, uh, that young men in our country, whenever they dream of marriage, uh, they they first think of of this real dance because they know how they walk their ways with their with their lives uh, solidly governed by by this ritual, and with this uh, with, with wise word from the king. And of course, uh, from from the, the the older women that are they are looking after, so in the, that's it.
Mm, definitely. And let's go to in terms of uh, uh, the department's uh, involvement. I know also uh, this event will also commemorate last year's tragic accident, which took place leading up to the event where nine girls and two adults lost their lives after the bus uh, they were traveling in on their way, way back to uh, the occasion itself overturned on the R66 in the uh, Guanlini area. How is this commemoration going to take place, uh, Mr. Mjall? Well, the, the municipality where majority of those young young women came from uh, has already unveiled a memorial stone in their honor. So that that is part of uh, how they've been remembered. Um, but uh, suffice to say, we've also, as the Prince Tulan mentioned uh, earlier, uh, we've taken uh, some serious measures uh, to ensure that at least there are police visible on the on the roads that the buses which will be sharing the, the maidens are are so so there's quite a bit of 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 of, of uh, visibility from in terms of the police in terms of the road traffic inspectorate and in terms of the south african police services so we are quite confident that uh, perhaps we would avoid uh, any any uh, tragic incident in, in the year Mm, definitely. You are listening to African Dialogue and uh, uh, the time right now is almost uh, 11.30 Central African time. Looking at this very pivotal uh, uh, cultural ritual, the Reed Dance Celebration in South Africa is taking place this weekend and uh, the Reed Dance Celebrations are very pivotal for actually the preservation and also uh, the, the right into womanhood in, in terms of uh, young girls and how uh, traditionally and culturally they are treated. What's your view on this particular ceremony. Let us know your thoughts by SMSing us on plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. We'll be discussing as well how actually this actually uh, takes uh, uh, an influence in the social dimension of our lives in terms of how traditional and cultural issues influence that. But we want to hear your thoughts. Do SMS us on plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. We'll be back after this break and we'll Continue this uh, discussion as we wrap it up. You are listening to Channel Africa on our frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. That's if you're listening to us on our shortwave service via Africa or you could be listening to us uh, on our international platform on uh, www.channelafrica.org where you can stream us live. Today we're focusing on this re-dancer celebration and as they're mentioning uh, that it's an event that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year and it kind of symbolizes the universe 
unity and the unifying force uh, of the Zulu people and also the Swati people as well in terms of uh, uh, carrying their uh, heritage in terms of their traditions. But uh, looking at the preparations, and uh, Ms. Nomakuku, in terms of the build-up to this uh, uh, occasion, Mama, what does a lady have to go through in order to get ready for the occasion where they present their reeds to the king? Oh yes, I was just trying to ascertain how do you get a, a young lady ready? Are there any specific things they have to do to get ready for the final occasion uh, in terms of the build-up? Um, you mean the long-term thing? No, in terms of uh, how, what do the young girls have to do to get ready for uh, the reed dancing itself? Oh, 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 oh. yes, uh, they must, uh, we prepare them mm. from the starting of the, from the beginning of the year, mm. where there are workshops and it's where um, they are taught about our traditions because. Uh, a nation without tradition is a it's a nation it, 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 it's a useless nation, mm. and um, we look at this. We also emphasize education part of it because most of them they are learners, others are academics. And tell them how to behave at home, how to take care because there are some small jobs that a child must be responsible at home to mm. do. Mm. We emphasize that that you are not a lady without sweeping, without washing dishes. There's a lot that they learn, mm, even sewing. Mm. I mean, uh, in my organization, because we want to groom them holistically, mm, definitely, rather than uh, just doing this for the sake of doing. And we emphasize um, that each and every old woman who is participating must be passionate. It's why our as maidens get comfortable with us. They tell us a lot of problems that they encounter. It's us who go back to the to the family to tell them about things that they are not satisfied with. And uh, I mean, it, 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 it's just in harmony. It's mm. life. Mm, definitely. And Letugutula, uh, in terms of the education part of this, uh, in terms of uh, not just educating the people who are part of uh, this celebration, but also the rest of uh, uh, the South African population, do you think that we can do more in that aspect? Uh, certainly we can do a lot. No, can you uh, repeat it? No, I was, uh, I was, I was uh, questioning Letugutula uh, about... Uh, uh, the idea of uh, oh, okay. how we can educate the rest of the populations uh, in South Africa, even those who are not Zulu or even those who are not Swati. Let's go to you can go on. Certainly, there's quite a lot that we can do. Um, there's a lot of, of things we can do as well to raise awareness. Um, Hello. I'm, I'm not sure. But uh, what, what I was saying, uh. I, I think I think there's quite a bit that we can do to 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 educate society. Yeah. But there's also quite a lot that we can do to to actually make sure that the rest of South Africa celebrates the occasion with us. Mm. 
Because it's not it's not a question. Like, um, All right. Um, um, I'm, I'm sorry to like uh, cut you off there, uh, but I think uh, Mama Nomaku Kungobese is a bit busy there where she is. And I think uh, she was actually preparing for the occasion. And I think they are traveling to where the occasion is taking place. But uh, I think uh, uh, we've let her go right now because she seems very busy. But you, you can carry on now and uh, just let us know what you were trying to reiterate. Yes. No, uh, what we were saying, what what one was saying is that there, there's quite a lot that uh, uh, the rest of South Africa can do to celebrate the, the occasion it has. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a matter of, of, of how the rest of South Africa is aware of it and how they can then embrace and, and celebrate it. Because it's a positive uh, ceremony, it's a positive festival to, 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 to the nation at, at large. It's quite important as well to, to preserve it. Um, as I've mentioned, I mean, the, 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 the past where we come from in South Africa was not uh, uh, quite pleasant. There was a lot of things that were done to look down upon, in particular, African culture and, and, and African practices. And, and it's quite important for us now that whatever it's possible, we have to do to restore that dignity to our African culture, to restore that dignity to our practices as, as, as a nation. And, and it's, it's very important, therefore, that we, we do as much as possible to, 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 to educate. But in our form of educating, it should not be because we are submitting. It's, it's, a, it's a form of educating so that people are aware and they come and celebrate with us, those who want to come and celebrate with us. And those who are not interested, when, it, I mean, that's fine. But, but what is important is how do you preserve the culture? How do you preserve the values that come with this culture? And how do you make sure that we, we continue to celebrate in this particular um, um, ceremony in a very dignified manner? Because that's what it is. And regardless of what other people might want to paint it as, to us it's quite important. It brings a lot of value to society. It, it assists us a lot to fight social ills. It, it assists us a lot as well to provide a platform where we are able to interact with young people of, 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 of the province. We are able to interact with them in positive, in a positive manner where we can share positive things that can assist them in their lives as well and in their growth as young citizens of, of, I mean of the province and also of the country. And uh, just uh, to wrap it up with you, uh, Prince Tulane Zulu, in terms of uh, this uh, aspect of heritage, and uh, we see this idea of heritage almost dwindling away in a contemporary lifestyle. Why is it important for us as Africans to maintain our traditions, maintain our rituals, and make sure that uh, we actually preserve despite the criticisms that come from external forces? Yes, um you see, there will always be negative uh, uh, people in life. That is a challenge we should face. In most cases, people who are very far and have never tasted what, the, what we, we are proud of, they would like to criticize. But the happier those maidens who have studied and completed their degrees, like ones that are coming this weekend, who are living testimony against all, all, all criticism. But coming back to your question, you see... Uh, it, it, at, uh, we are actually, uh, the fact that uh, Red Dance has attracted other racial groups apart from uh, uh, that we have. So we, we have actually adapted uh, to ever-changing world, and uh, it is a, 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 a good thing. But the thing that uh, I can say, we, we, we need not 
uh, because we are in the, this ever-changing world, forget about our past. Because, you know, His Majesty and the royalty would listen to ways of promoting the culture, but actually, without losing the, the gist or the original purpose, um, so there are there are some other things that make uh, our our culture uh, to be uh, modernized, especially this this uh, uh, rit ceremony, as uh, Letupula has talk, uh, spoken about, uh, career exhibitions, and all other things that are relevant uh, nowadays that can bring youth uh, 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 to see this culture as 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 as, as thing that will will, will 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 carry them to towards their their, their adulthood. Well, thank you so much, Prince Tulane Zulu. Thank you for joining us here on uh, African uh, Dialogue. Uh, Prince Tulane Zulu is speaking on behalf of the Zulu royal family. I also want to thank uh, uh, Letugutu Lamjali, the spokesperson of uh, KwaZulu Natal's Department of Arts and Culture. And also earlier on, she was getting ready there. You could hear the girls in the background, and I think they were trying to get a bus or a taxi. And uh, but I think they were heading their way to the to the reed dance. That was Nomakugungobese from the Nomku. Kubulwana Cultural Organization. Thank you all for joining us here on the program. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Fantastic. That's how we wrap it up. What do you think about the conversation that we had today? Uh, what do you think? Why do you think it's important to maintain these rituals, to maintain our heritage as Africans, as we were looking at the Reed Dance celebrations? As South Africa marks Heritage uh, Month, this uh, particular month of September, let us know your thoughts. SMS us on plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. That's plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. Now, to end this conversation, we're going to have a song. It's titled Yinklen and Dombi, meaning this girl is beautiful. And I think it kind of fits in with this particular conversation. It's uh, by Lady Smith Black Mambazo. <laughs>
Celebrating our African heritage, today we're looking at the reed dance celebrations that are taking place this weekend in the South African province of KwaZulu-Natal. And uh, it was fantastic to hear Mamno Makuku there was speaking to us while she's just trying to get everyone in the taxis and get uh, the ladies on their way to the reed dance itself. And uh, yeah, I think it's something that we need to actually take note of, our heritage, our culture. And uh, as a guy who's just been born just in, in an urban area, I've only known Joba and uh, sit high buildings that's all I really know and this kind of education is something that we really need more so what are your thoughts about uh, our own heritage do you think that we actually hold on to our cultures hold on to our heritage or do you think that we're becoming more modernized to a point where we're forgetting who we are plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five send us your sms's it's time now to move on now we're sending my tabula is in the studio to give us our business news Thanks, Benjamin. Power cuts have hit many parts of Egypt, uh, causing blackouts and halting some public transport in the Arab world's most populous country. Energy is a political explosive issue in Egypt, uh, where power cuts have become commonplace, even in the capital, Cairo. Blackouts deepened discontent with Islamist President Mohamed Morsi before then Army Chief Abdel Fattah al-Assisi ousted him last year following mass protests. Although al-Assisi supporters credit him with a magic touch, there is no instant solution to the decryptive state of the power grid, a glaring example of decades of mismanagement. Power cuts are expected to be one of the biggest challenges for the new government. Fresh produce exporters and farmers will earn less in coming months. This as new taxes on Kenyan exports to Europe are affected starting next month, making them 
uncompetitive. According to the Fresh Produce Exporters Association of Kenya, the delay to seal a new economic partnership agreement between the European Union and the East African community has left little room for reprieve. The association says the margins for farmers and exporters are expected to decline in the meantime. Kenya is seen as the most vulnerable among the East African community as it's considered a developing country, while the other four are categorized as low-income economies. Workers at Petro Diamond's Helam operation in Sartrechens in South Africa's northwest province, say they are concerned about the prospect of losing their jobs. The mine has revealed plans to retrench 87% of its workforce. The company has joined several mining giants such as Amplers and Lonmin, who are also restructuring their operations and laying off workers. Some of the workers describe their feelings of hopelessness over possibly losing their jobs. We are going to struggle because there aren't any jobs now. And if I go sit at home, my mother is going to struggle and so is my child. She says, had they told us within the last five years, we would have been better prepared for this. I mean, if they retrench us, where will we go? We are going to then increase the unemployment rate in South Africa. Africa's energy industry could boom in the coming years with Mozambique and Tanzania set to emerge as new frontiers if they can attract enough badly-needed investment. This according to a report by PricewaterhouseCoopers. Six of the top ten global discoveries were made in Africa last year with more than 500 companies now exploring across the continent. Large gas finds in Mozambique and Tanzania would make the world take note of East Africa as an emerging player in the global industry. The boom has brought investment opportunities despite the lingering challenges of corruption, lack of infrastructure and regulation. The Kenyan shilling has weakened as banks squared positions ahead of an interest rate decision today. Some traders are anticipating that the central bank might sell dollars to support the local currency. Kenya's inflation rate rose to its highest level last month since June 2012, making it more likely that the central bank will lift interest rates in the next coming months. Financial indicators. The dollar trading at 10.70 South African rands at 8.80 Botswana pulas and 6.03 Zambian kwachas. Also trading at 0.60 to the British pound and 0.75 to the euro. Gold $1,272. Platinum $1,409 a fine ounce. And the sport price of Brent crude oil has risen again to $102.25 per barrel. That's how it's looking. Let's find out what's happening in the sports with uh, Figile Lingwati. This is what is happening in our sports update week, betting off with cricket news. Zimbabwe won the toss and put South Africa in to bet in the last round-robin match of the triangular one-day series. 
hosts Zimbabwe needs to win by a big margin at the Harare Sports Club to have a chance of overhauling South Africa on a run rate and qualifying for the final against Australia on Saturday. Zimbabwe captain Elton Chigumbura says they are going for broke. Yeah, we have to go for the bonus, so uh, we have to play out of our skin today, so, and hopefully uh, we'll come out uh, as a victory. Two changes, uh, Donald and Tinomoy are out, and Vusi and uh, Nevoi. The current score in South Africa is 158 for the loss of four wickets after 34 overs. On to football news, Bafana Bafana have touched down in Sudan after a seven-hour flight where the weather temperature is 35 degrees Celsius. Team doctor Tulani Nguenya says they've decided not to train immediately to help the players recover properly. Bafana take on Sudan in the Morocco 2015 Africa Cup of Nations first leg qualifier on Friday. Team doctor Tulani Nguenya explains. We understand that it's quite it's high. Right now we're going to start with... with, with um, We've traveled for more than uh, eight hours, so we're not going to train. We're going to have a pool session just for us to allow blood circulation, more blood circulation to the players, and then they're going to rest. We're going to start training tomorrow. Now, one of the other things that we can, or that we're going to do is to try and rehydrate as possible because I understand we cannot change the temperature here. We're going to rehydrate as possible, and then we're going to make sure that in between the training session, every now and then, we're going to have a rehydration session whereby they drink water so that they don't uh, get dehydrated. And the World Football Governing Body, FIFA, has given Nigeria a new September the 8th deadline to resolve all issues around electing new executives for the Nigeria Football Federation, the NFF. FIFA, on its website, stated that a fresh letter has been sent to NFF intimating the federation that Nigeria will be suspended with immediate effect should there still be persons claiming to have been elected to the NFF positions on the 26th of August. FIFA says, though the General Assembly was duly convened by the NFF Executive Committee to adopt a new roadmap leading to the NFF elections, some members proceeded to hold elections in the absence of the NFF President, Aminu Maigari, who was being held by security forces for questioning. And in boxing news, confident and unbeaten WBO light welterweight champion Chris Algeri believes his strong jab can nullify the speed and power of boxing great Manny Pacquiao and propel the New Yorker to legendary status. The American faces easily the sternest test of his six-year professional career when he steps into the Macau ring on the 22nd of November against Pacquiao, winner of world titles in eight different weight divisions for the Filipinos' WBO welterweight crown. Pacquiao says he is eager for the fight. Just check out this fight. It's going to be tremendous. Like I said, we got... We got Two champions, two guys who are hungry, two, two men who want to win, two men who are, who are exciting to watch. So um, it's going to be a tremendous fight. Algeria's trainer, Tim Lane, is confident they will win. Chris Algeria believes in himself. I believe in him. His team believes in him. And he will be winning. Come November 22nd, you'll see two souls in the ring. You're not going to see two people. You're going to see two souls in the ring and may the best man come out. But just believe that Chris Algieri is here to bring that belt home. Finally, badminton under-15 Africa champion Kalombo Mulenga says he's now targeting to win another gold medal at the All-Africa Schools Championship scheduled for Mauritius in December. Mulenga says the gold medal he won at the just-ended Badminton Confederation Africa, the BCA, was just the beginning of his career. 
the gold medalist says he will train even harder to continue winning medals at international tournaments. And as we wrap it up, South Africa is on the crease in Harare in the triangular series, 158 for the loss of four wickets. As a sport news this hour. Well, it's time for us to go, but thank you for joining us in this hour for African Dialogue. Remember that we come to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. And today we were looking at the issue of heritage. South Africa celebrates Heritage Month in this month of September. So we want to hear your thoughts about heritage in terms of what do you think, uh, we, where we are in terms of uh, our heritage as Africans. Do you think we still uphold our heritage and our cultures and traditions? Let us know your views sms us on plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five as i mentioned that uh, this weekend thousands of girls will be unified and gathering together in uh, kwazulu natal and they will be there for the read dance celebrations and i think this uh, unity symbolizes their uh, perseverance and they believe in their own tradition and uh, this comes to the proverb of the day today it states unity is strength division is weakness that's the simple one for today it's a swahili proverb but for me benjamin mushatama until tomorrow god bless